What are you going to learn today? Are you buying a house or have you bought a house? How do you cut costs and what costs should you not avoid when buying a house? We're talking home buying with two homeowners, me and special guest Bolus Cumby, the woman behind Clever Girl Finance on today, October 29th version of Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement in Texarkana, Texas. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I'm Bola Shukumbi in New Jersey, where it's raining like crazy right now. That's fun. It's raining in Texas here. It must be raining everywhere. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're going to tackle one from money.com. Not only do we read through them like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and be a better spender um, and more effective. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day, all in usually less than 20 minutes. Bola is back. By the way, I can never pronounce your last name the way you pronounce your last name. And I try and I swing and I miss, but I bet I'm not alone. You're not alone. It's the accent. You have to have the accent. It is. And I love the accent. So, uh, but by the way, before we get started, congratulations are in order because you have a new book out. Yes, I do. Thank you so much, Joe. My book, my second book came out last week called um, Clever Girl Finance, Learn How Investing Works, Grow Your Money. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I can't wait. We're going to have you on Stacking Benjamins talking more about it. We'll mention it again later and how people can get it. But right now, we're going to talk about you and I and homeownership. Let's see which, yes. see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. Hey, what's good, everyone? This is Rich from Paychecks and Balances, and the Money Talking Party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right, today's piece comes to us from Money, and Bola brought this one to us. It's written by Ali J. Yale, and the headline, get this, guys, more buyers are skipping home inspections. Tales of bats, termites, and asbestos should make you think twice. Ali writes, and I'm just going to read just a little of it, Jess and Jessica uh, Felkowski's home buying journey should be a caution tale. The couple, along with their one-year-old son, Jack, have been shopping for a home in Westchester, New York since February. Though they've made offers on four homes, they've yet to actually buy one. In two deals that they were outbid, the other two, they backed out after home inspectors found serious defects on the properties. Of the houses that failed inspection, one had a termite infestation and one was covered in asbestos floor to ceiling, Jeff says. We found out about the problems after the sellers had accepted our offers and we were doing the inspection before closing. At that point, we were really emotionally invested and heartbroken when we found out. The losses hit hard for the Felkowskis, who have outgrown their small Manhattan apartment, especially with another little one on the way. There's been tears, junk food, binge eating, and short weekend getaways to deal with the misery, he says. After you've accepted an accepted offer, you just can't help but imagine yourself living in the house, and then suddenly it's over. You have to pick up the pieces and get back out there looking to start the whole process again. Just to uh, put a point on this, according to data firm real estate brokerage Redfin, Bola, 20% of winning buyers now are waiving their right to an inspection so that they get the house. That's up from 13% a year earlier. And by the way, in a bidding war, what that really means, guys, is this, is that the, is that, uh, the, the seller knows that there's not going to be more money on the table, that this is my final offer and I'm not going to have to make any changes. I don't know about when you bought your house, Bola. When we bought this one, we had a few things. We had 
a, we had a uh, hot water heater that was just about to go and was leaking already. And they said it was going to go any second. So we had them replace the hot water heater. And then we had just a couple other little things that, by the way, we did let go because it was a competitive market. And we thought, but we know because of the inspection, we know what's going on. Did you have any, any contingencies with your inspection? Yeah, so we purchased this home from a bank and um, the bank was basically like, take it or get lost. Oh, <laughs> really? They're like, this is what it is. And so we knew that if we wanted to commit to this house, we absolutely had to have the inspection. And although the bank was not going to make any repairs or improvements, like, you know, you could negotiate with a typical um, seller, we wanted to know what to expect if we were to put an offer if we were to buy this home, um, given what the inspection report would prove. So, um, yeah, we, we didn't really have any options with the seller, but we wanted to do the inspection so we would know what to expect. To expect. That makes sense to me. And I, I, I wonder if there's a way in a competitive marketplace to do that, to tell the seller, I want three days for an inspection, but I'm not going to come back with asking you to make any more repairs. This is my final offer so that the seller knows in a competitive marketplace that you're not going to come back with more, but you at least want to have this little period to make sure that you're not getting it over your head. We actually did that with the home that we were selling, right? Uh, where we had done you know, it was like a repair process. We knew certain things we needed to fix would come at, come up in the inspection report. So we fixed them ahead of time. And when the buyer did their inspection, we let them know that we fixed most things that are probably going to come up in your inspection report. And there's some things that we're just not negotiating, um, you know, take it or leave it like the bank told us. Um, but they did the inspection anyway so that they would know what to ins what to expect. Did did uh, uh, Ben, your, your house still sold very quickly? Yes. I mean, if you combine the low interest rates and the pandemic and the fact that we live, you know, in really close proximity to New York City, it's a max, mass exodus and people are bidding on houses. A friend of mine was telling me um, she came from Canada. Unfortunately, her mom passed away and she came to sell her mother's house. She expected to be here for about six weeks. She came here the day they cleaned up the house in a couple of days, put the house in the market. The first day they had 80 people walk through. 80. 80 people. The next day they had 11 offers and the lowest offer was their asking price. Holy so it's, it's crazy. So I can imagine people um, waiving their right to a home inspection. But I will tell you from personal experience that that is a very dangerous and risky thing to do. Yeah. The, the, well, think about it this way. I mean, house the, the house is going to be multiple thousand, I mean, tons of, of money. And yet a home inspection costs what, between three and $600, maybe depending on where you live in the United States to get that done. That's a small insurance price. Like I look at your inspection as insurance, right? I've, I'm, I'm buying this $300, $600 insurance policy just to make sure I'm not going to get, get, get completely screwed. My son uh, buys houses and he was getting ready to buy one had the inspector come out and the inspector actually told him he said this foundation is a house of cards he said there really is no foundation the house is sitting on cinder blocks and he even showed my son he goes nick this is the worst house i've ever seen and yet when you walked into it these flippers had redone the inside made it, it look all yeah you would have never known that the house was sitting on cinder blocks right 
I, listen, I've had, you know, like in New Jersey, our buyers paid about $900 to inspect the house. We paid the home that we purchased about $900 to inspect the house. Totally worth it. And, you know, the article talks about bats. Bats are the least of your problem. You can pay $1,500 and get those bats the heck out of your house. That's not the worry. I remember when we first bought the house that we sold, um, it was raining so badly in that window of time. And we weren't unable to ex- inspect the septic because of the rain. And the home inspector and the realtor were like, like, oh, the inspection is so clean. There can't be anything wrong with that septic. And the day before closing, I told my husband, we need to inspect that septic. Yeah. And guess what? The septic failed. And that was a $30,000 repair. Wow. That we would have been stuck with if we had chosen not to inspect. And we ended up moving closing by nine weeks. We had to move into a hotel, three different hotels and move around. But it didn't cost us $30,000. No. <laughs> it cost us like three grand to rent the hotel. Okay, so... Home inspection, $900 is nothing compared to this hundred of thousands of dollars property that you're trying to buy. That's when you're like a few thousand at a hotel, totally inexpensive, like not a big, not, not a big not deal. Not a big deal. It was almost the same price as the mortgage. So basically we lived in a hotel for that period of time versus paying a mortgage. Kevin and Sarah hanging out with us uh, today have great points. Kevin says, we narrowly avoided buying a house with a crack in the foundation. This is our first home. So we are strong proponents of having an inspection. Man, the crack in the foundation can be not just just horrible for you, but if you go to try to sell the house later, you have to tell people that there was a crack in the foundation, at least where I lived in Michigan, you had to tell people and in Texas that 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 was there. Uh, Sarah is actually a real estate agent and said she's had two buyers skip inspection this year. And I'm wondering, Sarah, if if you were their agent and if you told them not to skip it or or what maybe if Sarah's got some more details for us while she does that. I think the value to skip an inspection, the value of the property has to be like really, really well below market value where you've built in this, you have this buffer built in where if you find structural issues or you find things like septic or those kinds of major issues, the the difference in your purchase price and the value of the property right in that moment, not in 10 years into the future, right, can cover those costs. And I get a lot of, I've been watching a lot of HGTV as a now new homeowner. And I see like flip it, these flip it shows where they take these big massive risks. And I think those shows with the popularity of people being home with the pandemic and focus on their homes, people think they are those people. You think you're the flipper, the celebrity flipper on TV. You don't know what deal. Half of that stuff is staged. So, you know, I'm very wary when people say, oh, I don't need the inspection. It's 600 bucks, 900 bucks. It's okay to walk away from the house. You will find another amazing house. It's so frustrating. Well, and they make it all look so easy, Bola. They make it look oh, yes. so easy. Just, hey, I, I just a couple of weeks and I magically take out these walls and bam, I've got this beautiful spot. Then I go to do it and I wreck my drywall and everything's horrible. <laughs> I feel like I can build a house from scratch, Joe. Watch me. (laughs) Hey, I've played with Lincoln Logs before. I know what I'm doing. I'm a big fan of Legos. I'm sure there's no difference. It's going to be going to be great. I got to ask you uh, another question because I think that there are some places though where people might be able to find the money to afford an inspection. I know that some people, Bola, don't do a good job, as an example, on their uh, on their mortgage, and they pay a bunch of closing fees when it comes to getting their mortgage. And in fact, even even on the uh, truth and lending disclosure, it says these fees are non-negotiable. These fees mm-hmm. are negotiable. And now you want to make sure the people that you work with are fairly compensated. But on that negotiable side, I think there's some room there 
to at least make up part of the inspection cost so that you don't have to waive it. I agree with that, but I also feel that if you are able to save 10 or 20% for a down payment, um, you can find the 600 bucks for a home inspection. Good point. <laughs> if you are willing to move into this house and buy new furniture, you can put your furniture in hold for a couple months to save, to put aside that $600 to pay for the home inspection. A, a buying a home is a huge financial commitment. What is $600? So it's not, I don't think it's an issue of finding the money. I think people get caught up in loving the house, the price, interest rates, pressure to leave the big city because of the pandemic. But like, you know, the article talked about the couple being emotionally invested. Um, yeah. yeah. So you can find the 600 bucks if you are, if you're in the space of already you're getting ready to buy a house, you can find the money. Yeah. Like this house cost how much money and you don't think you can afford 600 bucks. Come on. The I mean, in New Jersey, we're talking about at least three, $400,000, five, $600,000, right? Yeah. You can find the 600 bucks. You can borrow 600 bucks from somebody and pay them back later. Yeah. You look at these people, <laughs> you look at these people in the Bay area spending a million dollars for a house that is a tiny starter home. Um, uh, in just a second, Bola and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion, but first, all right, Bola, what's our big takeaway today? Get your inspection. <laughs> Ta-da. You're not the home network flipper. <laughs> you don't have a crystal ball to look into the house and see what could not be wrong or what could be wrong. Um, you just don't want the surprises. Like for me, just the fact that we caught that $30,000 septic issue a day before closing, you know, I'm a, a disciple of get your home inspection. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And I feel like there's a larger discussion here that people can think of uh, when it comes to insurances in general. We often say, I'm not going to get disability coverage because it's too expensive. And usually, by the way, the most important insurances are the ones that cost the most. And it's not that insurance companies are trying to rip you off. It's that they know, well, don't get me wrong, they're trying to make a profit. But the big point is, is the reason they have to charge a lot is because actuarially, there's a, there is a good chance it could happen to you. So disability yep. insurance is important. Life insurance is important for some people that have things that they need to cover. So this is another big expense in your life. This house is going to be probably the number one asset bola that you own. And to say, I'm not going to buy insurance on that is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit about the new book. You talk investing this time. Yes, I do. And <laughs> for those of you listening, I was just doing my dance, my <laughs> shimmy dance with the book. <laughs> I, I should have had some music for you to do that too. We could have made a TikTok video. Yeah. So the book is about investing specifically why it's important to invest and just guiding people to understand how investing works. Cause there's so much complexity, people get overwhelmed. And then there's all this like hot stock and like hype on social media about what you should buy, what you shouldn't buy. And people are just following the masses without truly, without truly understanding what it means for them, their objectives, their goals, and how to create a plan that makes sense. So this book is all about, you know, guiding the beginner investor to understanding how it works, creating a plan for themselves and really being a confident investor, um, you know, with their money. 
Yeah, we we just did that ad earlier for Masterworks, and that's not a place for a brand new investor to start, by the way. Just buy yourself an index fund and, yes. and, and start to get comfortable and read Bola's book. Because because I think, Bola, to your point, I think a big problem people have is they, they make it too complicated and they think in their head that it's really hard to be an investor. But if you've got a 401k available at work, guess what? You're an investor. Exactly. And that typically is the average individual that's working for an employer. That's typically their first foray, their first step into investing. And the best part of it is that you may get free money and it's automated. You don't have to think about it every paycheck. We're going to talk about free money next time, uh, by the way. And before I get into that, where do people get it? They can get it at clevergirlfinance.com, but they can get the book, I think, everywhere, right? Everywhere books are sold. Um, Amazon, Target website, Walmart website, Audible, et cetera. That's awesome. And we will link to that also, by the way, on our uh, Money with Friends podcast uh, webpage, uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about free money. Can you shop your way to wealth? Bola might have an opinion about that. We'll see you guys tomorrow back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it. <laughs>